Welcome home, where homeownership matters for all. A production of the Orange Chatham Association of Realtors. A voice for real property rights. My first guest is Michelle Hobaugh, president of Ochar's Board of Directors, a realtor broker with Allen Tate Realtors, and broker in charge for her own company, LSS Realty and Investments. Our discussion today is a chance to learn more about Michelle and her background, as well as her vast experience working throughout the state of North Carolina, from the mountains to the sea. Hello there. This is Marsha Vaughn talking to you from my home office where I've been working for the last two years and like all of you missing the good old days pre-COVID. Are we sick of this or what? I am. So I think there's no better time to sit down and talk with some wise folks who have worked in the field of real estate for many years and extract from them some of their hard-earned knowledge. We've titled this podcast the OHR 2022 Talk About, and if all goes well, it will be broadcast 11 times throughout this year. I'll be its host, and my guests will be real estate professionals representing expertise in a variety of areas, discussing what we hope will be topics relevant and meaningful to OHAR's members. And in some cases, depending on the topic, they might want to invite their clients to listen as well. So, Michelle, part of what we want to do today is let uh, the members of OHAR get to know you. Many, many people, I unfortunately, I'm sure, have not met you. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Are you uh, born and bred North Carolinian? I am. I'm born, uh, I was born in Alamance County. I'm from Burlington. Went to high school there. My parents divorced when I was younger, so I had the opportunity to live in San Antonio and Nolens and ended up, of course, coming back after short sojourns there. But I've always lived in North Carolina. It's just a great state. I mean, we've got the mountains, we've got the coast. Yeah, I, I got here as fast as I could. Yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. Isn't that what on the coffee? Yeah, cup? yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's on a T-shirt or something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I um, moved to Charlotte when I finished a stint when I was working for RJR, and uh, mm. I was on the North American travel team for them. So I did all of their NHRA, Superbike, Hydroplane, and NASCAR events. Oh, wow. Yeah, so we got to travel around the country quite a bit, which even it reinforced my my love of North Carolina. Mm-hmm. So, But after that, I moved to Charlotte, and then I was, was a bartender, and I ran a couple of restaurants, and a wow. friend of mine was like, you should get into real estate. So I ended up taking Bill Gallagher's class, oh, hoping yes. and I, hauling. I did one of those yesterday, <laughs> did actually. Did you? I yeah. love Bill Gallagher. Yeah. But I uh, took a real estate course <clears throat> and started in the mailroom at Allen Tate. Amazing. Yeah, it was. I mean, I, I was stuffing agent envelopes. That's when they would still send everything out in the mail. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a busy mailroom. Yes, sure. it was a very busy mailroom. I was mm-hmm. very busy each month. And uh, mm-hmm. once I got my license, I worked for a new home construction and did that for a little bit and then decided I didn't want to rely on somebody else's marketing plan. I wanted to rely on me. And so that I ended up going to the broker in charge at the time was Gwen Finneger at the university office. We this had, is in Charlotte. It is in the university. And uh, 
I remember the last question she asked me was if I had any questions. And my question was, where's my desk going to be? And I started the next day. Wow, that's great. I've been with Alan Tate since then, and that's what the since the late 1900s. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, another reason we're here today is to talk about practicing real estate around the state of North Carolina. And I know you've had a lot of experience with the many different areas that um, we have the potential as licensees to represent. How how did you get that experience? So, of course, after you've been in the business as long as I have, you've got friends and family and, and acquaintances that um, that talk to you and want to pick your brain, and then they want to work with you after they feel really comfortable with you. And so I've had um, the opportunity to also set up my own shop. I'm the big of my own firm as well as being a broker with Alan Tate. And so it was always important to me that when I was in the Allen Tate footprint to do Allen Tate business, but there were opportunities out there that were outside of the Allen Tate footprint. And that allowed me to, under my victim, to list and sell for clients in New Hanover, Onslow County, Pender County, you know, down East. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so took advantage of that opportunity and just did the homework that was necessary as a listing agent and or a buyer's agent and sort of expanded my, my education that way. Okay. So you, when you go into those new areas, you've got to dig deep. Absolutely. Get get up to speed quickly. Absolutely. Especially if you're going to be representing a buyer, you also have to have um, a time commitment to that buyer. Mm -hmm. You know, if they're looking in a certain area, we all know what the inventory is like and it's like that across the state. Mm -hmm. You know, what we're experiencing in the triangle isn't just, isn't just a triangle issue. It is a, not only is it a statewide issue, it's a national issue. Um, Mm -hmm. We're having a dearth of listings across the board from here to California. Mm -hmm. But yeah, digging deep, you know, going in and um, checking the county GIS site, the planning site, permit sites. um, And you check government sites like DOT. You want to see, you know, what, what they've got planned for certain roads and you know maybe you need to know what a traffic count looks like on a certain road things Mm -hmm. like that but it's all about the information wow so your advice to an agent considering this uh, to uh, thinking about spreading their wings statewide is don't go into it lightly and plan on investing a lot of time absolutely i mean you know Check out what the newspapers are saying, you know, for like Wilmington, go to the Sentinel, check that out. You know, Mm -hmm. when you're in, um, when you're in Charlotte, you know, check out the news, well, online, of course, but it's all about the information. The more you know, the better decision you can make. And Mm -hmm. that holds true whether you're a buyer, a seller, or a broker. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Excellent advice. Wow. I can see why your clients love you. Oh, thank you. Definitely. Okay, so for the sake of our discussion, North Carolina is a big place. And in terms of our MLS areas, we've got how many? 10 or 12 of them? So if you're looking at it from a 30,000-foot view of North Carolina, what you've got is basically four large MLS boards. For example... We all know about the triangle. We've got about 11 counties in the triangle. East of the triangle, you have the North Carolina Regional MLS, and that's about 35-some counties there. Is that east and south, like 
Does that go down does. all it's, the way to Brunswick County? It does, but when you start getting up into Virginia, there's some, some bleed over in those areas. It doesn't include Hatteras, but it does go down to, um, let's say, Oak Island, you know, all the way down there. It covers okay. a lot. And that's called the regional. North Carolina MLS. Regional MLS, correct. Okay. So there's the regional MLS. There's the triangle. There's the triad. That's what, that is Winston-Salem, Greensboro, High Point. And then as you get closer towards Charlotte, the, what used to be the Charlotte Regional Realtor Association, CRRA, is now called Canopy. And Canopy is Charlotte-Mecklenburg plus the counties that Iredell, you know, that go north, Stanley, um, and then, of course, the counties that go west, and it covers most of what the mountains are. Now, keep in mind, from a 30,000-foot view, you've got canopy, triad, triangle, and regional. When you start dropping below to, let's say, a 20,000-foot, you've now got 45 boards across the state. MLS boards? No. Oh. Not okay. MLS boards. Okay. These association are your, of Realtors. Correct. Exactly. These are your Association of Realtors. So, for example... Wow. The board that arms Chatham Association of Realtors is Area 4. So Region 4 is not only Orange Chatham Association of Realtors, but Durham, Johnson County, Wilson, Rocky Mount, Roanoke Valley, and Lake Gaston, as well as the Triangle Commercial Association of Realtors. So you've got 10 regions that make up or that, or that are comprised of the 45 boards. Okay. So... Those boards, so to speak, report into the state association of realtors. Correct. And so if you're in, let's say... NCAR. Right. And so if you're a member of OCHAR and you're a realtor and you've also got triangle MLS ability, what you need to be aware of, going back to what your question was about moving across the state and intra-state business... You need to be careful about going into different MLS boards and making sure that when you're looking to show a property in a different MLS board, that you are protected by having a confirmation of compensation form filled out and submitted to the listing agent. And it basically says that you will pay me even though I'm not in your MLS board because compensation is through the MLS board. Oh, interesting. So, if- And of course, the listing agreement. Yeah. Yeah. But if I, um, so I used to live in Winston-Salem for many, many years. So if I have a buyer and I'm aware, even though I'm not a member of the triad MLS, but I'm aware through my friends there that there's a listing that my buyer might be interested in. And if I want to show my buyer that property, I can do it, but only if I use this form. Well, you can do it if without I want to get paid if you want to get paid is the kicker, exactly. You could you could show the house, I'm sure. They wouldn't have a problem with that. But getting paid is, is They would love not to pay. Yeah. <laughs> yes, they would. You know, but yes, that's exactly what you would do in, in when you're setting up the appointment it's and let's face it, it's always good to open dialogue with the other agent anyway. You know, maybe you can mm-hmm. By opening dialogue, find out is there a certain closing date that they're looking for or, you know, just some mm-hmm. some sort of communication that you get started with that agent. Because let's face it, you're you're going to be negotiating and facilitating a contract mm-hmm. all the way to the closing table. Mm-hmm. You might as well get up. So you want to you want to go ahead and, and reach out to that agent and open dialogue 
okay. from, from the get-go. So bear with me because I'm trying to get a, just a macro view of what's going on with realtor boards in North Carolina. Does the North Carolina, I'm just curious, does the North Carolina um, Association of Realtors try to get those 45 boards to coordinate with each other? So that's why they put us in regions, Okay, you know, in the 10 regions. And so what you'll end up doing, for example, as a board member, when you go to the state level, they'll have you sit at tables and, and you'll all vote, you know, on state issues. But at the tables, are you seated with people geographically near you? Yes. Well, maybe not geographically, but your region, for example, region four, they'll have all of the tables set up in that same area. Okay. And so these are hundreds, hundreds of delegates across the state that, you know, if I remember, I'd say there's probably between three and 400 delegates. Wow. Right. Because each board sends up Uh to the state level. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I'm doing the math. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, Michelle, what are some of the issues unique to different parts of our state when it comes to buying and selling real estate? So I think that, you know, starting at the coast, we'll start there. Of course, salt is a huge issue. You know, if if you're building or if you're doing any kind of reconstruction up there. I've, I've experienced that personally. And boy, there are some hard lessons to learn there. They get expensive quick if you. They sure do. Yeah. Galvanized nails, things like that. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. Everything. Yep. As you start getting into the Piedmont and some of the areas towards the mountains, you're going to start seeing a little more of radon being an issue. Why is that? Mostly because as you start seeing a, a change in the topography, you'll start seeing basements being incorporated into the square footage. And so when you have basements, you know, that's it has a tendency to trap the radon gas. And, and we all know radon is a colorless gas and it comes from decay, decaying granite. Uh, and so, okay. yeah, but, but I'll say this, it's not always just in your basement. There's evidence from God, 15 years ago, I guess it was, there's a complex in Charlotte and South Park called Piedmont Road. Piedmont Road, it's, it's beautiful condos, and I think it was something like the 19th floor of this complex was having issues with radon, and it came from the granite that was in the gypsum in the drywall. Oh, my God. Yeah. Wow. So everybody up on the 19th floor is opening up their windows. Oh, <laughs> wow. Did yeah. they replace all that? They had to remediate, of course. Yeah. Yeah. You can't have it over 4.0 Pico Curies. Right. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. What about anything else with the mountains that people um, with their eye on that market should be thinking about? Is it, I mean, I know from the stories I've heard that selling at the beach, as wonderful as that sounds, is tremendously complex. Um, not only because of the salt, but just the structural oh, absolutely. Uh, foundations built in sand. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, that's... Well, and you know, sometimes going back to your question about working across the state, sometimes it's better for you just to refer it. You know, mm-hmm. you have in the mountains as well as at the coast, you've got short-term rentals. That's a whole different bird. That's almost like saying that you're going to take up commercial real estate. If you've been doing residential real estate, that that's a whole different animal, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Talk a little bit, if you will, about the difference between the Charlotte 
market and the triangle, the two biggest areas. So the triangle just came out, I want to say it was either yesterday, maybe it was this morning, I can't remember my time frame, but it was talking about the triangle has moved up to like the third hottest spot. Um, Charlotte is in the fifth. And so we're talking. You You're know, talking about nationally? Yeah, wow. on, on some of the co cost of living and, and best places to live. Uh-huh. Charlotte is Mecklenburg for all intents and purposes. You may have some outliers, Mint Hill and Matthews and, you know, Huntersville and stuff like that up in Mac Neck. But for the most part, you start talking about Charlotte, Mecklenburg, it's, it is Charlotte. And they, their growth, oh God, their growth has just exploded. I mean, very much like the Triangle, they've got the resources that, that the Triangle has. Mm -hmm. But the triangle has a little more room to, to expand to. When you look at construction and building, it's concentric. It starts close to the hub of the town and it starts to move out. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Charlotte Mecklenburg, they've got a, a large river on one side, the Catawba. Uh -huh. You know, and then they got a big lake north. They got of a them. big lake north of them, <laughs> absolutely, you know. And so they're starting to bleed over into Rowan County and, you know, north of that. But fortunately for the triangle market, we've got a little more area to bleed out into. We've mm -hmm. got Zebulon, you know, Wendell. We've got um, Fuquay. Mm -hmm. And so when you start looking at where people... Chatham County. Yeah. I mean, you know, a lot of time I've, I'll have relocation clients that will come in and it floors me to hear them say, well, I'll drive an hour and a half. I know, I know. And I'm like, what? You know, yeah. but from where they're coming... An hour and a half is, yeah. is about par. Yeah, I, I've learned to ask the question, what do you think is a reasonable commute? I remember, <laughs> I, I remember clients in um, who moved here from Phoenix said, oh, if I could have an hour or less, I'd be thrilled. And wow. I thought, ooh, an hour is a lot. I, it's in huge my to me. Yeah, but, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, as yeah. much time as we spend in the car... It's still only about 12 minutes for me to get to an office. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and sometimes I complain about that. Yeah. Okay, um, you know, you talked a little bit about this, but finding the knowledge and the confidence to sell in these different areas, it sounds intimidating to me because I want to be, as I assume most agents listening to this uh, feel, I want to be a super conscientious and service-oriented agent. So how long do you think that takes? God, I think that depends on what your learning curve is and, and, you know, how hungry are you? You know, is this something that you're really looking for? I know that when I've done business down in Wilmington, um, that's my old stomping grounds. I've got family there, you know. So for me, it was just picking up something that was very familiar. Mm -hmm. But I think that if you're going into a market that you're not familiar with as a buyer's agent, then you've got to spend more time than you would as a listing agent. Mm-hmm. especially mm -hmm. if the property has been vacated. You know, mm -hmm. back in 2008 when we had the mortgage implosion, there was a huge number of brokerages that would open up just so, or they would open up a membership in the MLS just so that they would have access. And then they would send people from Atlanta to Charlotte to do listings. Hmm. Interesting. Wow. Yeah. Well, Let's see. What other parts of the state have we talked? What, what's up with Hatters? You Hatters mentioned is, that they're not part of. Yeah, they're, they're kind of the a little region. entity unto themselves kind of thing. Hmm. Is that all of the Outer Banks? No. Um, from what I understand, and I haven't done a whole lot of business on the Barrier Islands. I mean, 
let's face it, once I get to Wilmington, I'm good. You know, I, I can go out in the water and up to my neck and see my toes. I'm good there. I know because you've shared a little of this with me uh, over drinks that you know Greenville well. I do know. I, well, I used to know Greenville very well. Um, everybody asked As me, a graduate of no, East Carolina actually, University? Actually, I did not graduate from East Carolina. I started out as a dance major there. And I should, you know, with the caveat that my money went to East Carolina. <laughs> I went to Greenville. <laughs> you know? um, I was in Greenville for eight years. I, I got all the way through the dance program and then realized that that was not what I was going to do. And I had a chemistry professor who just lit a fire and made complete sense to me. And so when I ended up leaving Greenville, East Carolina, I had about eight hours left before I got my degree. But my granddaddy had gotten sick, and he wanted me to come back to Burlington and take over the family business, which was furniture. Mm-hmm. And I did. And I never got my degree from East Carolina. Gotcha. And so when the market turned in 2008, I took it as an opportunity and went back to school at UNC Charlotte, and they asked me, they said, well, you know, you've only got to take calculus, and I was like, what's next? <laughs> so I ended up getting a degree in molecular biology from oh UNC. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. That's yeah. quite an accomplishment. It was. It's fascinating to now, me. Now, people listening to this, are they're going to think you're 98 years old, because, <laughs> and she's not. I really Because you've done so many different things. But I also know you to be an Energizer bunny. And um, I know that that's, I think, in addition to your intellect and your um, your love for people, I think that's uh, a big part of your success. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, absolutely. I do like learning. I, I think that I'm fascinated. I'm fascinated with learning. And, and I think that that's something that if I could impart to anybody, you know, especially somebody who's new coming into real estate world, is go ahead, get your GRI, get your graduate of the Realtor Institute. That's your springboard for everything else that you want to get. Your CRS, your Certified Residential Specialist, your ABR, your Accredited Buyer's Representation. Okay, good Your CIPS, Certified International Property Specialist. I just got that this past year, finally. Wow. You know? Great. So this is, and I use this as an opportunity, A, to travel, because I love to travel, but whenever I do travel, I make it a point to go and see what some of the living situations are like. Mm-hmm. It's a write-off. Yeah. That's something else that, you know, these new agents need to be considering, you know, saving your receipts, writing off. You know, that'll hopefully be something that mm-hmm. we'll talk about over the next year. Some of us old agents need to remember <laughs> to save receipts also. I try. I really try. Okay. Um, Michelle, I... We're so many of us are excited about your leadership at OCHAR, um, and I know that this is a, a big question. But what are you hoping to accomplish this year with that organization? You know, I think for me that a big part of it is getting our social media aligned so that everything is integrated and mm-hmm. that we have a higher engagement online. Okay, and that so we've got. We've got Facebook, we've got Instagram, we LinkedIn, LinkedIn, YouTube, Twitter. Okay. You know, we've we've got the big five basically, and like we're working now with Mary at Brown Dog Communications to integrate all of our social media platforms 
so that they're cross-platformed. So that when you see something posted on Twitter, you can go back and find it on Facebook or you can find it on Insta, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. but then that way we're just trying to generate more engagement Mm -hmm. and through Mm -hmm. the engagement, showing value and benefit to our members. Mm -hmm. More avenues for getting the information to them, be it education or, or fun. Or fun. Yeah. Yay. I mean, you know, I'll work at no play. Fun. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> Here in the middle you of know. the creeping crud. Well, and, and, you know, what we have to be aware of is down the road. You know, right now, we, of course, are all hunkered down. And we're, you know, concerned about the variants that are coming out and, and what, what do we have coming down the pipe. But we also have to be aware that this is, this too shall pass. Mm-hmm. And that we're going to get together again. And I have a tendency to believe that I'm going to have flowers soon. And the only reason I say that is because I'm planting flowers. So you were saying about Ochar and I, I, I love the idea of the um, media integration, social media integration. And because I am 97 years old, that doesn't, doesn't really, uh, isn't quite as relevant for me. And I specialize in older clients. So um, same thing there, but um, to attract new membership, younger membership. Absolutely, man, we need staying that. relevant. Yeah, and Absolutely. to and to help all the member, all of our members, member agents, um, uh, connect with their younger client base. Absolutely, well. yeah, that's exactly what we're hoping for. Yeah, yeah, and that's just one of the things that we've <laughs> got going. But I think it's it's the integration and communication more than anything. So if I'm a young agent or maybe not so young, but new to the business, why do I want to join OCHAR? I think right now it's a perfect time for you to join OCHAR, particularly being in the area that we are so close to the coast. We have just aligned forces to incorporate the North Carolina Regional MLS Board in conjunction with the Triangle MLS board. And so if you wish to participate and have everything from, let's say, Alamance County East, uh-huh. we've yeah. got, we, we're your board. And south. Down to. It, down to the coast. Yeah. Yeah, down to North Carolina, South That's Carolina border. fantastic. Yeah. It's, because I don't know too many realtors who don't have a client that, a past client that calls them and says, Hey, I want to buy something at the beach or at least look there. What can you do for me? Yeah, absolutely. And that's the, I think for me, that's, that's a huge draw because I was paying $50 a month to Greenville Pit Association just to tap into their MLS. And what's the pit? Greenville Pit Association of Realtors. Oh, okay. So that was, that was the pit stand for Pitt County. Yeah, Greenville Pitt County okay. Association of Realtors. Sorry. No, that's not me. I've only lived in this state for 34 years. <laughs> we got 100 <laughs> counties, okay? We'll start there. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, I was paying $50 a month. Okay. And now it's only 25 And And the expanded area. And the expanded area. That's amazing. Yeah, it's wow. a huge boom. I mean, do, you, do members really know that? I don't think they do because I think we would be having a huge explosion. Yes. Okay. Here's our formal announcement. Yeah. So how how do they go about joining the the regional? So you just join with Orange Chatham Association of Realtors, okay. and you could also do it as a secondary member. So let's say you're in the triad. 
uh-huh. and you wanted to have access to the Triangle and MLS in, at the coast under the regional. You could also join OCHAR. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. And is all that explained on the OCHAR website? Yes. Okay, great. Yes, and great. you should also be able to see the maps that incorporate those okay. areas. Super, super. And if there's not, give me a call at 919-500-3882. There you go. Or text. Thank you. Thank you. So one more thing, if I'm not getting too personal, tell us a little bit about your family because, you know, so many agents are trying to juggle the demands of family with this crazy career we've chosen. Yeah, for sure. I know you have a husband. I do. I have Who's a musician. Yes, he he plays uh, anything basically with strings, mando, banjo, piano, um, guitar, anything like that. He's got two kids. His, his um, our son Kirk, my stepson Kirk's twenty four. Um, my stepdaughter Cassidy is twenty one, and my daughter Libba is a freshman at High Point University, and just made dean's list as her freshman oh, year. Oh, that's great! Congratulations yeah. to her. Thank you. That's Thank fantastic. You. I'm thrilled. Like daughter, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm thrilled with it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I can relate. I have a freshman in college too, and she's done well and. It's like, phew. Yeah. Okay. Thank goodness. With, with everything that gets thrown at them, especially their freshman year. Yeah. You yeah. know? It's uh, a tough time, and especially during whatever we're calling this time. It's yeah. not exactly mid-COVID, but it's it, uh, weird COVID. Yeah, it is weird COVID, yeah. you know? Yeah. So, so um, are your parents alive? Yes. My mother is a um, widow living in Wilmington. Right okay. there off of uh, Military Cutoff. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. And then my daddy and my stepmom live up at Heiko Lake. He was the chairman of the Lake Authority for decades at oh, Heiko. Oh, wow. Okay. So, yeah. Well, good. So, you've got lots of family around. I do. I do. Do you have siblings in there? I have an older brother. He's about 18 months older. His name's Mark. He does insurance. Okay. But he lives in Burlington. Okay. Great. And he didn't make it out a lot. <laughs> just hey, kidding. I love Burlington. <laughs> It's your link to the future, or it used to say that on the highway. Yeah. My husband's family comes from Burlington, so that was one of my first orientations (laughs) to North Carolina. Did you move down here when they still had the outlet capital of the outlet capital of the South and they buzzed people? Yeah, that's where his grandmother took me, I think, the first time I came down here from Cleveland, Ohio, and I thought, I thought. I had landed on Mars. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. And they thought I was from Mars. Yeah. I, well, I'll tell you, it's interesting. I was I was in Burlington not long ago with my daughter, Libba, and we were over by the mall and the outlet mall, and it was rather disconcerting because I remember the mall as a thriving, yeah. bustling enterprise, and yeah. now it's vacuous. Yeah. And oh, vacuum! It's oh. It, there's nothing there. Yeah, online I mean, shopping. it's just yes, it's it's yeah. just empty boxes, and yeah. it's just wow. It's, it's kind of it's sad. Yeah, it's every place you go right now, that that seems to be the case. My mm-hmm. daughter lives in New York City, and even in the middle of Manhattan, it's just vacancy after vacancy. Yeah, I think we're going to start seeing more of that. I think that the commercial real estate is definitely going to take a mm-hmm. hit in the next twenty four months. Yep, yep, yep. Well, that sounds like a topic for another podcast. As a someone else. Yeah. <laughs> Michelle, thank you so much. Oh, thank you, Marsha. Happy New Year. Thank you. Happy New Year to you. Thanks. 
This has been an episode of Welcome Home, a production of the Orange Chatham Association of Realtors. Find us on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you listen to podcasts.